This is Brent Schutte, Chief Investment Strategist for the Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management Company. Thanks for listening to this week's market commentary. Hopefully you've been following along with those other three podcasts that we did in our quarterly market commentary. On this call, I'm going to attempt to update you where we are with regards to those original four milestone markers that we laid out in our tracking. I'm going to attempt to answer some common questions that are out there right now, and then once again end with some more broad comments on investing strategy. Now, much of the commentary I hear today centers around the disbelief of how the markets can be going up when the economic data is so bad. Here is how we view it. The economic data has been so bad because we have been so good at our current recommended virus treatment, social distancing, or even isolation. The reason the market is rising in face of this bad economic data is because social distancing has improved the virus outlook, which means we can now start talking about getting back to work, which would theoretically improve the economic data. So let's use this commentary and pull it back into the context of our milestone markers, which by the way, were created because we realized that the economic data in the near term wouldn't be driving markets. For a visual to get started, think again of an economic valley occurring because of the virus. Step one was for policymakers to aggressively fill that valley with cushions, safety nets, dirts, whatever you think, in an attempt to keep everyone from falling too far or too hard. Consider this done. The relief packages have been massive and they have been done very quickly. Now, more good news. As we just saw, if we need more, we can get more. Small business loans ran out, so they were just re-upped by another $484 billion. And by the way, Europe also just passed a $580 billion package themselves. This relief package allowed us to do number two, quarantine and bend the virus curve so that the hospital system wasn't overrun. Since we last spoke, this has broadly occurred as cases appear to have peaked. Now, hitting these two milestone markers, we believe, has been the force behind the market steadying, even in the face of the bad economic data. Indeed, it's why the market has bumped 25% off its March 23rd lows. These two things occurring now allows us to talk about milestone marker number three. Can we start walking up and out of that economic valley, up that other side? Can we open the economy even without a known treatment or a known vaccine? Now, as we mentioned in the prior calls, this requires more testing. It requires contact tracing. It requires a plan. The good news is these plans are being hatched all over the country. For example, with regards to testing, we have actually seen it ramp up. And now we are testing in a different manner. We are now trying to figure out how broad the spread of the virus has been in people who may have had it, but they didn't know they had it by using serological tests. Now, there are so many studies emerging on this, but they all point to the virus being in the US earlier than what we thought, and that many people have had it already without knowing it, which means they may actually have antibodies, which could mean they have immunity. The big news last week was New York randomly testing 10,000 citizens. Now, this testing pointed to around 21% of people living in New York City having had the virus without knowing it. Statewide, it was estimated around 14%. This means that around 2.7 million New York residents may have had the virus already, not the 270,000 
that is currently being reported or has been tested using the traditional manner. This may seem scary to some, but it does give us a better idea of the fatality rate, and it can also help us plot a plan to reopen. Now, there are so many branches to this discussion, which we could go on, but the key to reopening is more data, and I think we're getting that. And for time's sake, I'm going to leave this part of the discussion where it is right now. Milestone marker number four, the ultimate endgame, a treatment or a vaccine. There are so many of these in trials right now. The global scientific community is on the job, and there are going to be back and forth here also. The good news is we have a lot of shots on goal right now from a vaccine and a treatment perspective, and over the coming weeks, we will be getting more information. Let's sum this up. One and two have pushed the markets higher in the near term. Now we shift to three and four. I do expect this to cause volatility as we have some successes and some failures in the future. But I advise you, please do not trade those. This too will eventually pass. I think of it this way. Maybe this is a boxing analogy. We got punched in the face unexpectedly a few weeks back and we went into our corner and covered up and we made it to the round bell. Now we are looking to be more offensive. We are going to get hit again, but we are learning more about our opponent each and every day. I am very confident that America can deal with this. I see things like Google and Apple doing contact tracing. I see Mayor Bloomberg helping New York with testing. I see hospitals in various states working with businesses to increase testing. Look, capitalism may be a bit messy, but there is a reason why America has outperformed other countries historically, and I have confidence that we will get through this. Let's shift to markets briefly. Remember, the market is a relative to expectation tool. We don't need to recoup all lost GDP. We don't need economic data to go back to what it was. We just need to begin climbing out of the economic valley we are in. And I remind you that if you wait for the economic data to turn, you are going to be late. On our first call, I talked about the broader things investors need to do, like having a plan and not selling when others do. As an aside, the crazy price action in oil last week, I hope that if you learned one thing, it further drives home my point about not trying to outtrade traders. Let them be crazy and try to figure out daily direction. We are going to focus on winning the intermediate to longer term. This calls message is to not undiversify your portfolio or make your future investment allocations by looking at the past cycle. Recessions have consequences, and a review of history suggests that whatever was the last cycle's market winner will not be the same in the next cycle. Put differently, the next 10 years may look very different than the past 10 years. Indeed, the past three recessions each ushered in new asset class leadership during that next expansion. Why? Policymakers shift, society shifts, and as a result, market winners shift. Just think about some of the shifts that are out there right now and may occur in the next cycle. We have had the Federal Reserve completely change their stripes. Perhaps they won't be independent in the future. We have had really aggressive fiscal policy. We are talking about debt forgiveness. We may have buyback restraints on larger cap companies. We are talking about supply chain shifts. Perhaps globalization continues to be tamped down. These are just a few of the things we have been thinking or writing about for years. The world has been lurching toward each one of these, but we do believe that recessions are often the final thrust that makes some of these discussions that we have been having 
become the next expansion's reality. The biggest part of being a professional investor is not making fatal mistakes and knowing that the world can't be perfectly modeled or predicted. Individual investors can and do outperform professional investors from time to time. Unfortunately, it's often right before or during a recession, but then that is often upended by that changing tide we just mentioned, which leads to a significant mistake. I think back over my career, I think back to the tech boom, where professional investors like me stayed diversified, while many individual investors saw a new reality and acted upon it. Their strategy worked for some time, but it ended quickly and badly. Similarly, I recall the mid-2000s, before that last recession, where the refrain was that China and Europe were the path to future riches. That also ended abruptly for those who chose to chase those stories. This is not a commentary that you should automatically sell yesterday's winners. History doesn't have to repeat, but it is a commentary that you shouldn't abandon what hasn't worked in the last cycle. At least history shows that no one asset class wins forever, and what you think may happen in the future may actually not. The way we deal with this uncertainty is the same way we deal with all uncertainty. We diversify and don't fall prey to falling in love with any one stock, one sector, or one asset class. All weather portfolios will keep you financially healthier than the ones that are designed for only sunny, rainy, or snowy weather. Thanks and have a good week. The opinions expressed in this audio cast are those of Northwestern Mutual as of the date stated on this material and are subject to change. There is no guarantee that the forecasts made will come to pass. This material does not constitute investment advice and is not intended as an endorsement of any investment or security. All investments carry some level of risk, including the potential loss of money invested. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against a loss.